1: Welcome in here to another edition of the Long Tossin Podcast. Stephen Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez. We're live at Truist Park here in Atlanta on this Sunday, July 2nd. A lot to get into. We got a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun stuff coming up on the homestand. This is our last road game of the first half of 2023 before the All-Star Break here in Atlanta. It right now as it stands, the Marlins have a three and two road trip going. But of course, by tomorrow when you hear this, it's either going to be four and two or three and three, five hundred baseball or five hundred baseball, regardless for the Marlins. Happy Sunday, everyone. How are we all doing today? Kyle, let's start with you, and then we can move on to Gabby here. Very excited here about this afternoon. Also excited to get back home, though.
0: Very excited to get back home. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to get back home. It's it, Quite honestly, it's it's been a good road trip. I mean, yeah, I think perspective, and we have talked about this, what it feels like every night, but I think it's really key. The Marlins had a fantastic start to this road trip in Boston, and it's put them in a position where if they get throttled again by the Braves today, they go home 3-3, three and three, and that's not a losing week. And the Marlins have played fantastic baseball this season, and they've put themselves in a position where you can have weekends like this, and I think it's fair, and I think it's only – honest and right of us to acknowledge that the atlanta braves are the best team in baseball and they're better than the miami marlins right now and that's okay and i think that's okay and i think it's only right and honest to acknowledge but you also have to say to yourself the marlins have got off to a fabulous start this season regardless of what happens today they're either 49 and 36 or 48 and 37 leaving atlanta The Marlins left home last week 11 games over 500. They cannot return home any worse than 11 games over 500. So, you know, the the Marlins— We would
1: have signed up for that, Kyle.
0: Correct. The Marlins are in a very good spot. They are in a very, very good spot, and I think people need to keep that in mind. And when you kind of watch what's transpired here, the first two games in Atlanta, it is what it is. The Braves are really good. They're really tough to beat right now. I tweeted this out this morning. Regardless of what happens here today, and I'll be the first to acknowledge, the Braves are the best team in baseball, and the Marlins are not in the same weight class or the same division as them right now. The Miami Marlins in the next couple of weeks have an opportunity to get better this summer. That is through trades. That is through acquisitions. That is through guys simply that are on the 26-man roster right now being better than they already have been this season. If the Marlins are fortunate enough to get into the dance in October, and in all likelihood they'd probably be in the wild card because I don't think anybody's going to run down the Braves in this division, Give me a short three-game series where you can throw sample sizes out the window with the Marlins rotation over a really good offense. I'll take that any day of the week. So, I, I you know, long story short, I think the Marlins are still in a very good place. Uh, yeah, the Braves have taken it to them, and the Braves are the best team in baseball, but I still think the Marlins are in a great place, and they'll continue to be in a good place when they return home tomorrow night to take on the Cardinals. Hey, and Gabby, Kyle. welcome to the program.
2: <laughs> Kyle, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to definitely jump on – Bored with what you're saying right now, because when you look at this team and it, it, in the beginning of the year, if you told me at this point right now, get, going right into the All-Star break, you have a couple games left, and there are going to be 11 games over or 12 games over, depending on what happens in today's ball game, I would have said, I'll sign, sign up for up. that all day and that's why I asked the
1: question in Boston to you guys record wise what would be a successful road trip and what
2: do we say if you're three and three going back home that's a successful road trip whenever I played on teams if you were able to go 500 on the road you win your games at home that's where you want to have your home field advantage on the road if you're able to stay right in that 500 level you are going to be probably a playoff team because that means that you're playing better at home so going back home four and two great if you're able to get this one today with sandy on the mound awesome you want to see sandy continue to grow too he just had a good outing you want to see him continue that if he's able to do it again today all of a sudden it puts him in a better mindset as well for his next start especially against a braves team where kyle you're right man like this is probably the best team up and down that I have seen in a very long time. Some might say, oh, maybe last year, you know, a couple years ago, the Dodgers. This team, when you start to look at what they have, that's a good ball for oh, down there. And they're relentless. They're hard outs, one through nine. There's not a weak spot in their lineup. Their pitching staff is really good, too. They have a good bullpen. They're a good team, they are the best team actually in baseball now record-wise as well because they have just overtaken Tampa. So when you look at it all in all, you can't just look at how the Marlins did against the best team in baseball. You have to look at the work that they have done to get to this point. And they have been really good. They have beaten the teams that they're supposed to be. And that's the thing that people have to understand too. When you're playing against teams that you should beat and you beat them, that's good yeah. because I've been on a lot of teams where we were supposed to beat that team, and we, guess what? We end up losing that series. We go, you know, three-game three set, we win one, we lose two, and you finish going, wait, what just happened here? That team is doing business. They're going out there. They're playing. They're having fun. Now, is it fun to go against a team right now, And, and you know, in the first inning you're getting walloped? No, that's not fun, but they don't give up. They're still going out, and there. every still team doing is it.
1: asking that question: How can you beat the Braves? This isn't just a Marlins, it's not the Marlins. thing. And I it's think that's th- This should be the podcast of perspective. Yeah, in a lot of ways, because a lot of teams are looking at the Braves and saying, "How can we beat this team?" The Marlins are asking that question. Right,
0: right now, they can't. Nobody's and they can't. beating this team. Nobody's and perspective, beating
1: this team. and that's why I asked you guys in the beginning of this whole road trip, what would be a successful record? You can't let the context change the perspective. I think at times, dude. The well, went-
0: fans also ride like an emotional wave, and yeah. I think everybody does and I think yeah, who it's fair to do. <laughs> but but look, the Marlins have the third best record in the National League. They're t- they're 9 games over at home, and regardless of what happens today, they still have a record that's hovering over 500 on the road. The Marlins are really good. They are. They're the third best team in the National League simply in terms of the win-loss column. And that does not matter what happens throughout baseball today. It'll continue to be the same exact situation that'll present itself tomorrow night. Gabby, I think you make a good point. If you told me in March, March 15th, the Miami Marlins are either going to be 49-36 and 36 or 48-37, and 37. they will either be swept by the Braves or salvage a game, and they will go play on July 3rd, either 11 games or 12 games over or 11 games over
2: dude like sign you up. sign up for <laughs> yep. that you, like, you would say i i think you you're a little crazy but yeah i'll take that in a heart and beat. going into the all-star break the
0: marlins will have played 92 games right because the all-star right. break it doesn't fall it doesn't the fall true halfway right. point and it's gotten later and later as the years have gone on so at the end of next sunday the marlins will have played 92 games this season if they're 10 to 12 games over 500, and you're 92 games in with 70 games left to play, Ooh. you are in an awesome spot yeah, yep. you are. At organizationally to make deadline acquisitions, to bring players to the this clubhouse that are going to help you win. To me, Sandy Alcantara, now I'm going on a totally different
2: no, I like it. area, keep but it, Sandy it Alcantara
0: is a deadline acquisition if he pitches well. Yeah. He has not been the same guy that we saw last season. I, I, I just, uh, you know, and I think Stevens right, like, just assess reality of the entire situation right now. This the the Marlins, goodness gracious, they cannot let what happens here in Atlanta <laughs> deter what they've done through
1: especially Eighty-five file.
0: games. And, a and here's the
2: thing, too, right? People, people look at. Well, they beat the Red Sox, and the Red Sox were on a downhill spiral. Well, guess what? The Red Sox have won their last two games after we swept them.
0: I despise people that, by the way, that are saying, you know what? They've taken an e- advantage of an easy schedule. What
2: easy schedule? No <laughs> kidding. The Marlins
0: absolutely <laughs> ran roughshod on bad teams for four weeks. And you know what good teams do? They do. They that. beat the brains out of bad teams. And every single team, it's a balanced schedule. So all these really good teams are playing bad teams, and the Marlins are winning. They're a good team. Like, they're a good team. And it just but, doesn't but what matter what happens team? here. But what bad team?
2: Because when they go out there, when they were playing the Red Sox, yeah, even though the Red Sox now, the were the Royals still... and the A's
0: stunk, and the Marlins no, at their rear end.
2: And you're supposed to. Red yep. Sox just right? won that's yesterday who, against yeah. Toronto. They, that's what I'm they've saying. They've taken they, the first two, two, games, the first in two games in that like, series. Marlins have beaten good teams. I,
0: I, I've talked to some folks recently that have said the Marlins – Cannot be good teams. Well, Stephen, Angels you, if, are pretty good. At if, if, yeah, if you'd like, uh, how about the Diamondbacks? If we, if we'd like to do this podcast yeah. for an hour and fifteen minutes and break down the schedule starting on March thirtieth this year, I'm happy to do so because that's ludicrous. The Marlins are a good baseball team. They will continue to be a good baseball team. In my expectation, and I think everybody's expectation, that as the end of the month nears, the Miami Marlins will be better right now, are better at the end of July than they were to start it. They've been very
1: good. I think it's a good time to transition into what we're going to see in the all-star break. And particularly we had some great news for Marlins nation that Louisa rise is going to start at second base in the all-star game. And, um, I also want to get into, even before that, you talk about a, a pivotal series for the Marlins, the Phillies come into town and that is going to feel like a mini playoff series in a lot of ways, because Philadelphia is right behind the Marlins right now in that wild card chase. The Phillies go and play the Tampa Bay Rays for three games right before they come to Miami for three. But that feels like, and I don't want to overlook this game here in Atlanta and the series against St. Louis, St.
0: Louis Kyle. is a good team. I'm sorry. I, I know they've I had know, an awful year. They scare me. They, but they're a good team. They've they got a lot of
1: good players. This, like, I, I understand. We, we look at this road trip. Three and three would be fantastic. Four and two would be fantastic. But the Marlins – come home tomorrow and they've got a big week and a very i think pivotal week momentum wise going into the all-star break against the cardinals and phillies yeah i i I
2: mean phillies are playing good too (laughs)
1: here here's why i've really
0: loved watching this team this season and i agree with you Stephen. and that next weekend is going to be a big series. The the Cardinals really do scare me. But the one thing that this team has been great about all season long is flushing a win or a loss and playing the next day and literally not looking like today they're not worried about Monday. Monday will not be worried about Tuesday. They won't care that the Phillies are coming to town in four days. It's fun for us to talk about it because I agree with you. I think next weekend will be a really big series. I think there's going to be a great atmosphere at the ballpark. But what I think has made this team really successful this season and this is coming from the top step of the dugout and Skip Schumacher, is don't get ahead of yourself. Six and a half, seven months will wear you down if you're riding these emotional waves. Show up to the ballpark every day and try to win that game that day. And if you get just rolled over, flush it, get dinner, go home, and come back to the ballpark and try again tomorrow. Like that to me is what's made this team really fun to watch this season because they don't you know i went down to the clubhouse post game last night we all did but you know you know it's it's quiet but it's not you know 26 guys with their heads in their hands at their locker
1: like oh my gosh like
0: nope we're 12 games over 500 and we're going to show up tomorrow we're going to try to win
1: and the beauty is they don't have to face this Atlanta team until september 15th through the 17th
0: yeah and i my expectation everybody's expectation is that the Marlins will be better come september 15th than they are on whatever today's date is july 2nd so Look, the Marlins, I, I I think, kind of bringing it full circle, the Marlins are in a good spot, and every single team, even the best teams, have problems, and they have issues, and they go through some losing streaks. In fact, I would say the Marlins really have not suffered a horrific stretch at any point this season. They have been very, very good, and I'm curious to see how Sandy Alcantara performs today, but um, long story short, for me, the Marlins are in a great spot. They really are.
2: No, I mean, they are. They're in a good spot because they've been going out there and they've been handling business, and that's what you have to look at. You can't look at the games that they played against a team like the Braves. You can't look at that. You have to look at the whole schedule, and when you look at their whole schedule, well, they're 12 games over five hundred. worst Worst-case scenario, you go back home, you're 11 games five hundred, no loss for wear. You left 11 games over, you come back 11 games over, and every single one of us here in the booth would have said, That was a good, you know, road trip. So you can't look at that. And Kyle is right. When when you kind of look at the way that Sandy was pitching, you know, he had his his really good outing, his last start. Hopefully he can carry that again against the Braves and go out there and, and do what he knows that he can do but that's like a trade acquisition that really is true because yeah. all of a sudden you just went and got yourself a number one best pitcher in baseball last year, and now he's starting off, and and you put him with the regular staff that we have. I mean, it's just a good situation that the Marlins are in, and you can't just be looking at the last two games and just be like, For, forget it. We're we don't out. Need We're to done. Panic. This team this, is fine. And that's, where, and that's where fans need to understand. You can't just look at that le- the last two games and be like, forget it. We can't hang with the Braves. Yeah, we can. We absolutely can. You're going to lose series. You're going to win series. You're playing against a team that right now is really hot. They were 20-4 in June. Yeah, They had the best record in baseball in June. You know who had the second-best record? The Marlins did. And lost ground in and the standings. And they lost ground in the standings. That's, that's been the stat forget. of the weekend. That's why, <laughs> that's I why I you can't look at it. You can't yeah, look you at Just forget, about the, you you the forget, about, the forget about the Braves. They're
0: really good. And you know what? There's no such thing as a sample size if you're fortunate enough to get into the postseason. Because you roll the dice in a wild-card series, it's three games. And it's
2: whoever the hottest team is, too, at the end. Yes. And that's what you kind of always see. Hey, the Marlins... They never won the division, right? But they were the hottest team going in. They won the wild card spot. And what did they end up doing? Winning the World Series. Why? Because they were hot at the right time. That's what you need to be, playing good baseball when you need to play the good baseball. Marlins have been doing that. I, and, and, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Marlins are not in this position without the management team, without the coaching staff, without Skip Schumacher at the helm they are not. He does a really good job of keeping these players focused on task at hand. Don't let them look too much into the future, don't let them look into the past. We are where we are. You can't change what happened yesterday's game, but we can work on what we're doing today. Making sure that when guys make mistakes on the field, you're not letting that, you know, snowball into the next game. You stop it right away. You let guys know you it's accountability. Guys understand that. That's why the guys are playing the way that they play, because you have that accountability. He lets you understand what's going on. He lets you know what he expects from you. That coaching staff and what Kim Ang did was brilliant.
1: We have a lot to get into here on Long Toss and Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez. A couple more things I want to go over with you guys. Let's start here with Luisa Rise, who is named to the All Star team. He's going to start at second base. Round of applause for for Luisa Rise. I'm pulling up some of the All Stars for the Marlins because you guys have been here for quite some time. I want you guys to try to rank, I guess, Luisa Rise's. First half. I know there's a hundred and sixty two games, but as far as just I get it, Gabby, here's some of the all stars last year it was Sandy, Jazz, Garrett Cooper, Trevor Rogers the year before that. You have Sandy, JT Real Muto back in twenty eighteen, Ozuna and Stanton in seventeen and sixteen, uh, Gabby Sanchez in two thousand eleven.
2: Huh? Where do you am I on that list? Yeah, you are. (laughs) I don't know what to say.
1: Where do we think again, I know it's tough. But as far as just pop and impression, you're, I feel like you guys are going to probably go Sandy and Stanton. But let's hear it.
2: Uh, you know, I'm what, also
0: uh, thrilled for Jorge Soler, who's going to the All Star game as well.
2: That which is awesome. That I mean, that is very cool. This is all of and, and I think it's de- he's des- very deserving. So. Yes. Absolutely, deservingly so. What he's been able to do, and and, and here's the thing: when you look at like Ariza's numbers, right? They they're off the charts, and we talk about. You know the bat to ball skills, and and every single game it seems like he if he's getting one hit he was in a slump. Like that's that's the mindset. It's crazy that we talk about that, but like really it is true. Where it's like his slumps are an hour apart. It, it really is, you know, crazy that that is what you're getting out of a rise. Is he a guy? Is is he a game changer when it comes to going up there and and driving in runs like a Jorge Soler? You get on first, he can drive you in. It's going to be a, one, a homer, two-run homer. He's putting up the numbers this year. They'll still have
0: carried the team a little bit.
2: But he has carried the team, and that's kind of what you have to look at. Like, he, even though he's hitting a bunch of singles, he does hit his doubles, he's got a couple home runs, what did they struggle at last year and it was in those one-run Contact, games? yeah. yeah. Well, they're not struggling at that this right. year. Why? Because he's on the team, and he's constantly getting on base. His like With runners in scoring position, his numbers are astronomical because he's driving in runs. Why? Because he is so good bat-to-ball skill. So, and Gabby's been
1: pretty good defensively, too.
2: I know. He's been great defensively. Like, go glove-worthy defensively at second base, and nobody talks about that, which is funny because – his bat has been so far above I know, everything it else that yeah, it, over, right, right, it, right. it, it overshadows it. what he's doing at second base. I mean, I have to, though, you, you look at, you know, guys like Hanley Ramirez when when Hanley was making the All-Star game. Like, the power numbers, the stolen base numbers. You, you know, like, those guys, the Stantons who was hitting, you know, 30 home run. Like, it, it's hard to kind of rank where you put him. Right. But I will rank him higher and the reason why I'm ranking him higher is because of what the team is doing and where the and the position success. where the team is at this point. And this team wouldn't be at this point and where they are in the standings if it's not for him. And and even everybody coming to the ballpark, you had standing ovations for Luis Arise, so fun. getting yep. his fifth hit in a game where like fans are watching him and staying to watch it in a, in a game where the Marlins are up by 10 just to watch him get the last hit, cheering for him, and then they'll walk yeah. off in, like, the eighth inning. Like, yeah. he is that's what he's bringing to the ballpark. And and we saw it, you know, the last homestand where you're playing against the Pirates and the whole entire stadium was packed. That is what they're bringing to this ballpark and a lot has to do with what he does. So he is going to be more on the top of the list on that all-star because that aspect of
1: we have a jam-packed homestand i'm so happy you brought that up because the energy is there and this is my first season you guys again have been here for a a lot longer but the reputation at lone depot and throughout was there wasn't enough fans there i have felt the energy i have felt the vibe i have felt the loudness of lone depot really explode over these last couple of weeks it's been so exciting we have a really fun homestand coming up we've got fourth of july I think we're the only team in baseball doing fireworks on that Monday. Um, I'm super pumped. Again, I know we're talking in Atlanta right now, but the homestand, 4th of July, pickleball on Sunday. Let's start actually with 4th of July. Where does 4th of July rank as far as your favorite holidays? I mean, talk about barbecuing, a couple beers, uh, hot dogs, USA. Where is that for you guys? (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, I'm not. Uh, really? I'm not a. I'm not my a,
2: wife, my wife loves it. Does she? I'm not. My a 4th wife, of July my wife, guy. like her favorite holiday is Fourth of July. Um, I, I, I'm okay with it because she loves it. So of course, like I'm gonna be, be into it. I know that Kyle is. Kyle doesn't care for people i think like the the, the, the <laughs> amount of people that oh, are fit? out there on a fourth of july and you know getting together um to I, me I, I'm,
0: I hesitantly say this i'm not a big fireworks guy you're not a big i fireworks feel like guy. once you've seen one you've seen them all
2: it, well it's true we saw one the other day here
0: yeah, didn't. And yeah why aren't you a fireworks guy it's just loud it i don't know
2: i, it, I it's i mean they're pretty Come on now. I mean, I you, can, you like you can, the outdoors. You can, you can act. You can see that the. I the love beauty. the
0: outdoors. I just, I just, I'm, I, I'm very, very sensitive you don't to sound. You like <laughs> the?
1: Yeah, do you like the firework popsicles? The red, white, and blue popsicles? <laughs> yeah,
0: they were alright when I was four. <laughs> four. Yeah.
1: You think that's a? You think that's <laughs> a? cool thing? The yeah, the rockets.
2: The rockets were good. You, you
1: know. don't have a good ice pop.
2: I mean, I don't do Uh, those anymore. No. All right, guys. Whatever. Uh, uh, Listen, I like the food on 4th of July. I like being with my friends on the 4th of July. 4th of
1: July, July, a nice burger. You got to have a Strom Burger. Huh? uh
2: Uh-huh. You
1: going to ask me what it is?
2: No. I like hot dogs. Oh, my God. Okay, what's a Strom Burger? All right, first of all. Uh, Is it mushrooms on it?
1: I'm the grill master, yes. There's Uh, mushrooms on it, toasted bun, ketchup and mayo. Um, If I'm lucky, if there's bacon, I'll put it on the on the pan and do a little bacon for you mm. with the toasted if you're toasted lucky what fun. you
2: can't go buy bacon
1: well i mean if i were to host a cookout right for that, YouTube, i mean that's, i would go and
2: get bacon okay well yes. that's what you're kind of saying a yes. strong burger you're cooking for us
1: i like fourth of july i'm very much looking forward to uh this weekend coming home and for the homestand and uh everything that comes along with uh fourth of july i don't know i'm a fourth of july guy
2: I, i'm l- listen I, i'm i'm I like 4th of July because my kids and my wife like 4th of July. I, there's, I, I, I love Christmas. Christmas is, is one that I do oh, like me too. because that one the family gets together and it's not, all, it's not as crazy. Um, I don't mind seeing the fireworks. I don't mind. You know, I like the cooking part. I like the burgers. I like the hot dogs. I like, you know, that kind of aspect to it. But I'm with Kyle and sometimes it gets a little too hectic out there. At Fourth of July, that's why I do do like like the the T-shirts that say
0: "undefeated since World War II." (laughs) I do love those; those those make me chuckle at
2: at the ballpark. That I wouldn't mind at all because you go there, you're in a spot, you already know what you have. You got the fireworks, you have all the good stuff happening there. That part I don't mind.
0: I Um, will say the one part that I do love about the Fourth of July is the patriotic, patriotic um, nature of it. I'm a big America guy. I'm on the record of saying that. I do love our country, so uh
1: So do I.
2: I don't yeah. think oh, you all
0: do? Th- all right, let's uh, we're all on the record. Yeah, we're all on the record. Okay. We all love
1: America. We do our like the United States of America, yes. Yeah.
0: I do too. Good place. Yeah. Yeah, it is great.
1: We have pickleball on Sunday. You guys ever get into pickleball at all? That's big in Miami. Big. Yeah. I got a bunch of people that say, let's go and play pickleball. I think I'm what's like, awesome I'm about
0: pickleball oops. is every time I see a video on Instagram, they're like, it's the fastest growing sport sweeping the globe. That's what they said about And lacrosse. it's generally like two 75-year-olds like <laughs> shuffling around the court yeah. whacking it. I'm out on pickleball.
2: Um, I, actually, I actually have a – How about,
1: Gabby, you p- face the GoPro because we're recording here. Well, there you go. How there about we that? Go.
2: There we go. Well, then it, I, it's weird because I'm not looking at you guys. <laughs> no, I don't care about me being on that. <laughs> um, I, I will say I do have a pickleball net and racket at the house because uh, the wife, yeah, at the, Gabby the wife, Mansion? the the yeah, the wife wanted to get into pickleball, so we got the netting and we were playing some pickleball. We played tennis. But, you know, so let's, the, your, your big boy over okay. here with the knee the way that it is, you know, it can't be moving that far. Okay, it is so. for old
0: people, isn't it?
2: No, no, there's, no. It's just a every lot of video, it's yeah, like a geriatric sport. Every time I <laughs> see a
0: video, it's just like these these olds just like no. shuffling around, just like whacking this little plastic they have, ball.
2: They have, it's, it's a younger person sport as well. It's, for, it's a sport for everyone. How about that? Oh, it's it's a, a sport for everyone.
0: <sighs> All right, so come out to the ballpark on Sunday. Make sure you come play a little pickleball. Uh, we do encourage you to have SPF that is at least 50. It's going to be toasty. Roof is not going to be open, I would assume. So you're going to be out there on the West Plaza. It's going to be a little hot. we got the number one pickleballer in the world coming out to the ballpark. It's going to be an awesome home stand. And uh, I know we say it a lot, but please come out and support this team. They deserve your support. It was a lot of fun during the last homestand, seeing so many people out at the ballpark. I think Caroline O'Connor said yesterday when she was on the air, there was over, gosh, I trying to fly by the seat it of my was, pants. It was
2: 20,000 each the Saturday and Sunday. There were 20,000 plus, plus at the stadium. Yep. All right,
0: so you know, there's 60, 70, 80,000 people at the ballpark. I yeah. mean, that's so cool. That I mean, is that weird. is so awesome. So, make sure you please come out and support this team at the ballpark and uh if you can sneak your way up to the 6th floor, come hang out with us in the radio booth as well. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon, when a thought hits you.